This is the Truth Warrior Podcast with your host, David Whitehead. All right, there we are. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Warrior Podcast. My name is David Whitehead, and I am happy to be here on this Friday, March the 3rd, 2023. Enjoying this new Friday slot. I uh, hope it's convenient enough for you guys who were formerly following me on my Monday slot. Uh, Friday just is working out great for me right now. Um, and oh man, today, I think the poster is obvious. I think the news headlines are speaking for themselves these days. And there's a lot of talk around the water cooler as to whether or not this is the end of Trudeau and his administration. We're going to obviously see how that goes. Maybe that's wishful thinking. You guys can let me know what you think. But it's as if even the media that his administration pays a lot of money into is starting to turn on him about this election interference scandal, which is just another scandal in a long list and history of various scandals. Uh, and there's so many different theories on it, wild speculation, who knows what's going to happen. But I can't help but feel a little bit of joy when I see this kind of stuff that we've been talking about uh, on the on the dark webs, on the restricted internet that you are not allowed to enter into. Uh, we've been talking about these kind of things for a long time, about international organizations, private corporations, other foreign nations meddling in our political affairs here in Canada. And I'm sure this is happening worldwide uh, because uh, of, you know, Many different things, many of which I've covered on this show, and we're going to get into a little bit today. But hoping everybody is well. I'm just going to go through a quick uh, check here, making sure we're good to go. We are on Foxhole. Shout out to all my friends on the Foxhole. DLive. What's up, DLive? Twitch is in the house. Rockfin. How's it going on, Rockfin, guys? Rockfin, one of the coolest uh, platforms you're going to find out there, guys. Make sure you subscribe to Rockfin. Uh, where else am I? Rumble. How's it going, Rumble? Rumble's growing. People are leaving YouTube, going to Rumble for their news. I mean, if you want cat videos, you should probably stay on YouTube. The only thing I use YouTube now is just to follow my favorite jujitsu guys, my favorite martial art guys, <clears throat> people that do different like workout routines and stuff. That's what I use it for. But if you want news and information, you go to Rumble, you go to Rockfin, you go to Twitch, DLive, offline, no censorship. That's where we can have free and open conversations for those of us who have far extreme views centered around freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of movement, freedom of association, having free countries, you know, those things uh, that you're not allowed to talk about. But it's okay because who makes up the rules anyways? Who makes the rules? Who makes them? Who breaks them? And if they make rules that are unjust and immoral and unlawful, should we follow them? I don't know. Uh, what do you think? But all right, guys, I think we're cozy. I think everybody's here. I'm just going to quickly make sure my chat is working. Okay, that's working. Sorry, I have to do this all the time on the show, guys. It's just I have PTSD from live streaming and having things not working properly. Okay, looks like we're doing okay on Rumble. How are all my wonderful friends on Rumble doing? And around the world. Happy to have you all here from wherever you are tuning in. Thank you so much. Without you, I wouldn't be able to do this. Uh, so here's what I'm going to do. I want to do, let's get, let's say a quick hello to our sponsor for the show. We'll do that. And then I have been working guys all day, literally all day for like the last four hours 
trying to collect some of my favorite Trudeau gaffes, my favorite clips that highlight the corruption that the whole world and the whole country is now learning about. And I thought it'd be a good day to dedicate such a video to the effort to expose these lies and tyrannies. So uh, we're going to just do quickly the sponsor, which without the sponsor I have, I would not be able to do this. So thank you to them. They're really good. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to show you this video is about 12 minutes long. The video, not the sponsor. Don't worry about that. So here we go. Stick tight. Be right back. Here we go. So what's the truth behind collagen? the anti-aging supplement that everybody's talking about. Well, collagen is the most abundant protein in the human body, especially in the skin, joints, and connective tissue. At age 20, collagen production starts to decrease by 1% every year, which means that by age 50, you have 30% less collagen than you did at 20, and almost 50% less by the time you're 70. This is the number one internal factor that leads to the appearance of saggy skin and wrinkles, joint discomfort, tendon and ligament stress, etc. Collagen also plays a key role in your eyes, nails, hair, gums, and even digestive health. So if you've ever heard that ingestible collagen doesn't actually provide any benefits, that's partly true. In their natural state, collagen molecules are too large to be effectively absorbed. At best, only 30% of your powdered collagen is actually being absorbed. Liquid BioCell goes beyond the typical hydrolyzed bovine or marine collagen found in most formulas. Backed by multi-patented collagen HA matrix technology, this proprietary ingredient is naturally derived from chicken sternal cartilage and hydrolyzed using a patented bio-optimized manufacturing process to achieve an ideal micromolecule of type 2 collagen and is actively absorbed by the body. Liquid BioCell has been the gold standard for supplemental collagen since its launch over 20 years ago. Backed by multiple double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled human clinical trials with results that you can actually see and feel. And if for any reason you aren't happy, it is backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. I started taking Liquid BioCell and noticed a drastic difference in my knees, in my skin, and in my back discomfort that had been bothering me for years due to all the heavy training that I put myself through in my martial arts career. I've noticed a significant difference, and I believe that you can too. So be sure to snag a $10 discount at checkout by going to the link in the description of this video, or you can go to dwtruthwarrior.com forward slash shop for more details. All right. Housekeeping is done. Guys, go check it out. Stay healthy during this war. It's really important. And without further ado, let me bring in this video. And I'll warn you, I edited it quickly. I was really like literally right before this live stream, I was jamming clips in there and rendering files and trying to get it done by the time. Uh, so I haven't reviewed it yet. Let's hope it all flows wonderfully. I think it will. But sit back, relax and try to enjoy. Do your very best. All right, here we go. Bananos pull out that says, you know, a majority of Canadians or somewhat or are concerned about possible interference from the Chinese government. Do you share their concerns, Mr. President? Uh, yes, I very much share the concerns uh, of Canadians around interference from, uh, from uh, the Chinese governments or other foreign governments. And I have shared those concerns all the way back to 2015. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China. Um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them 
uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted uh, that I find quite interesting. This is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end, my only friend. Let's create the conditions first. No safety, no I'll never look into your eyes again. we get this chance to talk and you and I have spent some time together over the past because I think we have very similar agendas. Let's also be clear. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this room. We have the means to improve the states of the world. But two conditions are necessary. The first one is that we act all as stakeholders of larger communities. That we serve not our only self-interests, that we serve the community. What we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, Brazil, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. Lost in a romance, wilderness of pain. Um, you're going to be able to get your vaccine as soon as you turn five. And, uh, and I know you're excited, and I know you're eager. Uh, in some places, with Bill Barnes, John Kelly, and Detroit's number one news team. Good evening, everybody. I'm Bill Bonds, and here's a look at what's happening tonight. And what's happening is that the swine flu vaccination program ground to a halt from coast to coast today. There have been now 12 reported deaths so far, with victims dying just a few hours after receiving those inoculative shots. All of the victims were elderly persons, and all, we are told, died of apparent heart attacks. Thank you so much. Stay 
stayed focused on following the science, on uh, promoting public health rules, and Canadians stepped up in their communities. They stepped up for their frontline health workers. They stepped up for each other. And Canada has been never been so strong and together as we are now. I have testified in this inquiry referencing your widely published comments and calling the unvaccinated racists and misogynists. And we have heard testimony in this inquiry about how some of your officials wanted to label protesters as terrorists. Would you agree with me that one of the most important roles of a prime minister is to unite Canadians and not divide them by engaging in name calling? Uh, I did not call people who were unvaccinated names. We on va s'en sortir de cette pandémie par la vaccination. Puis on sait, on en connaît tous des gens qui sont en train d'hésiter un petit peu. On va continuer d'essayer de les convaincre. Mais il y a aussi des gens qui sont farouchement opposés à la vaccination. Qui sont extrémistes. Qui croient pas dans la science, qui sont souvent misogynes, souvent racistes. One of the things we've seen, unfortunately, over the past years is a rise um, in uh, anti-Asian racism linked to the pandemic. I want to make everyone understand fully that Han Dong uh, is an outstanding member of our team and suggestions that uh, he is uh, somehow not loyal to Canada um, should not be entertained. Christia has outlined what the mandatory vaccination that's in place immediately for federal employees will look like. The bottom line, proof of vaccination will be required by no later than the end of this month for all federal employees. And by mid-November, mid enforcement measures in place will make sure that everyone is vaccinated. Today, we're here to remember the lay estuihue, the missing. We're here to honor them. At least one protester threw what appeared to be gravel or small stones at Trudeau while he was boarding his bus. Let's check in first on the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. I will never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBG, LGBTQ2 plus. Uh, Good evening and thanks for joining us. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, under investigation again for violating ethics rules, testified in his own defense today and denied he or anyone in cabinet gave preferential treatment to the WE charity. It has a long history of close ties to Trudeau's family and Finance Minister Bill Morneau's family, and it was given a multi-million dollar deal to administer a federal student grant program. CTV's Kevin Gallagher starts off our election coverage with the Liberals. Justin Trudeau continued to face questions about a two-and-a-half-year-old scandal on the campaign trail today. Have you ever personally been contacted by the RCMP about the SNC-Lavalin affair? No, I have not. 
all sparked by accusations that the Liberal government is covering up key details about the SNC-Lavalin affair by not releasing cabinet secrets. This according to excerpts from Jody Wilson-Raybould's new book. At the time of writing, the police assigned to criminally examine the SNC-Lavalin matter remain unable to access all relevant information. The ethics commissioner found Trudeau improperly pressured his former justice minister to intervene in a fraud trial against the Quebec engineering giant in hopes of securing a deferred prosecution agreement. SNC-Lavalin eventually pleaded guilty and was fined $280 million. Just recently, you and your wife got your shot, your first shot, uh, on her birthday of all days. Uh, did you feel a sense of relief and joy? You know, it's amazing because we were talking about how important it was for everyone to get vaccinated and what a big deal it was to get vaccinated. So I thought that was all built in already. But getting that shot really was an amazing feeling. It, 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 it hits you. Uh, I'm very happy. I'm very happy. I'm very Where are the armed men who come in to take the protesters away? Where are they? This kind of behavior is never tolerated in Boracua. You shout like that, they, they put you in jail right away. No trial, no, no nothing. Journalists, we have a special jail for journalists. You're stealing, right to jail. You're playing music too loud, right to jail, right away. You're driving too fast, jail. Slow, jail. You're charging too high prices for uh, sweaters, glasses. You right to jail. You undercook fish, believe it or not, jail. You overcook chicken, also jail. Undercook, overcook. You make an appointment with the dentist and you don't show up, believe it or not, jail, right away. You wanna know why Canada is broken? You wanna know why Canada is broken right now? Because the people that are supposed to make sure that it doesn't get broken and protects things from getting broken by a uh, gaggle of miscreants and infantile communist children uh, don't do their jobs. Forgive and forget? Absolutely yeah. not. I'm full of vengeance. To I am vengeful. It it's not a time to say I'm sorry. It's a time to put these bastards in jail. I'm calling it the big kill. We've seen the biggest kill ever in medicine's history, directly because of the intervention of these idiots into healthcare. You're confirming that accounts have been frozen, both personal and corporate, but you're not releasing the information. So you're confirming that accounts have been frozen, both personal and corporate, but you're not releasing the information. Trying to bring people together? is not always compatible with science, with science. This is the Well, there you have it, my friends. I hope uh, it wasn't too nauseating. Put a little humor in there. Tried to find the best clips. There's so many more. I just, I ran out of time. I could do like 18 parts to that clip. Um, but I'll put it up, just that clip by itself on my Rumble, my Rockfin, and my Telegram. So you can go check it out. If you found it valuable, you want to share it out to your friends, have a good laugh. Uh, you can go ahead and do that. So many things in that clip we could talk about, eh? 
so many things, just gaslighting, lies, scandals. Have you seen more scandals surrounding a prime minister in Canadian history ever? I don't, I don't believe you've, you would be able to find anybody that even comes close to this administration. And I know we like to put all our focus on Trudeau because he's the face, right? And that's what you get when you're the face, when you're the face of the movement, when you're the guy that's the public relations officer that's been put in by your employers out in Davos, you, uh, you get the flack. It's just what comes with that position. But we do know that Trudeau is just a scab on a bigger wound, uh, a deeper festering cancer that uh, runs beneath the surface of all of this. We all hopefully on this show are aware of that. But it is some, you know, it's good fun to point a few fingers, um, but make sure that we also add the context that this isn't something only happening to Canada. This is happening all over the world. The penetration of the cabinets has been going on for many decades. We've had whistleblowers and journalists and insiders and people investigating this reporting on that for a long time. Those are the people I learned from. And lo and behold, here we are. Here we are. And I think this also goes bigger than China. This goes bigger than a lot of the things that we're all looking at. And my view is that none of this is happening in an isolated fashion. Like the phenomena of Trudeau and what's happening with him, with the election uh interference allegations which we all have been suspicious of for quite some time uh the chinese connection that that's blatant but you know separating china as a nation as a civilization from specifically the deep state of china the communist party of china uh that has its agents and infiltrators all over the place um that I, I believe people need to understand we're actually built, funded, and propped up by Western globalist elites and criminal organizations and uh, and cabals and whatnot. So there's a much bigger game. These are, these are like pieces on the chessboard that we're slowly starting to see how the moves are working. We're seeing the organized structure behind all of this. We're seeing little flickers of this information dripping out to the public. In Canada, people are still trying to figure out, well, why, why did the world just go so insane over the last few years? And they're coming out of it going, okay, yeah, right. You know, I'm sure they lied to us about some, some things with the pandemic and the virus and the vaccine in order to sell some products and we get it. But now they're realizing, oh, wait, this is much bigger. This is much bigger. And I'm going to slowly uh, break down sort of my overall theory on everything that's going on, because this isn't just elections in Canada. This is elections in the U.S. It's elections in European countries. It's elections all over the world that we have to watch for when you have globalist internationalists behind the helm of a lot of this. These are people, just, just think about this, okay? Because we go after Trudeau, we go after Biden, we go after all these guys. These are puppets working for international cabals and corporations, all right? And if we understand how this works, I think a little bit better, you'll start to realize that what we're seeing with all of this is these are, we are essentially captured by these other interests. These are people, these international minded people, they are not, they don't have an allegiance or a loyalty to a particular nation or a group of people or, or a set of ideals or a, a charter of rights or a constitution somewhere. They don't give a shit about that. In fact, 
I should have put the clip in of Trudeau saying he wanted Canada to become the world's first post-national state. Where do you think he got that from? He didn't make that up. He was raised by these people. His fathers and his mother and the whole group were all involved in this going well back. And it makes you wonder what goes on behind the closed doors when the cameras are off. Unless there's some hidden cameras that they didn't know about. You never know. Maybe that'll come out down the line. But uh, we have to understand that. We have to understand the people that we are really up against here at the top. All right. We've got to take out the low-level mafia dons and the minions and the cartels. All right. But at the top, the financiers, the board level, the investors, the think tanks, the round tables, the bloodlines, the elites, those kinds of things. And for people that are new to this show, I mean, we go right into the rabbit hole on this. Uh, but, you know, we look at it as, look, these people of their own admission, of their own actions that fly well above your governments and your media personalities, they don't have an allegiance to you. Their agendas are not designed around humanitarianism. They're only, that's the costume, that's the gift wrap that sells you on these people that they groom, finance, and control, and write the scripts for, and write the teleprompter speeches that Trudeau's constantly messing up, like, all the time, okay? I would be pissed at him. If I was one, if I was sitting, you know, at the big round table, at the high table, if I was sitting at the high table right now, I'd be pretty like, I think we messed up hiring this Trudeau guy. I think that's a failed experiment. We need somebody else. And maybe that's what's going on. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe this is being allowed to come out right now. There's two ways to look at it. One is that there are patriots within the Canadian government and, and whatnot that are actually trying to help flush this information out past the guards, past the gatekeepers. Okay, there's that. That could be a factor. The other factor could be that this is an old, this is a chess move by these uh, globalist infiltrators who don't have allegiance to Canada whatsoever, who control the puppets like Trudeau and all these people, um, that they are just moving out their front line and replacing them. Like that's another factor that we could be seeing. We could also speculate that both of those scenarios are happening simultaneously, which is why things are getting pretty crazy, is that... We have the people like us and all the movements and the activist groups and the people putting legal cases together and trying to create new media and trying to hold these governments feet to the fire. And we've got all that, you know, the, the police organizations in Canada, Veterans for Freedom, you know, and these kind of groups all over the world that are pushing back and trying to represent the actual people of the country and that are trying to represent the principles that Western civilization and our countries were founded on, allegedly of freedom and all of that, right? So there are people from the pressure coming from below, which is from us, the average folk who are being um, gaslit, lied to, tyrannized and, and, and oppressed by these governments and these private corporations that they're in league with. And then you've got the inside pressure from the people from within every aspect of every institution that had a crisis of conscience at some point in time, maybe it was before all this was happening, maybe it was during, who knows? There's people probably that woke up even yesterday that are now like, I am, I've had enough of this. I watched that Truth Warrior podcast. I saw that video clip. It reminded me of all the stupid things Trudeau's been doing, all the corruption. So I'm, I've just had enough. I'm going to start leaking stuff to the media. I'm going to start saying things. I'm going to start helping this effort to expose these lies. 
right? So there's all kinds of different factors of what I believe are the people within these institutions, the insiders and the whistleblowers, okay? And those are building, those types of testimonies are building more and more. We got more doctors coming out. We got more police officers resigning and coming out. We got more people dropping, like coming out of the military going, I don't want to be mandated to take these things. I'm joining the movement for freedom. We've got uh, people in the business world. We got people in Hollywood even. We got journalists. We got um, everyday people that are, are just, but they're still, they're embedded within these institutions to different degrees. And so you have that sort of middle tier of the resistance, okay? And then you could speculate that there might even be higher layers of resistance that we can't even realize, which it might be the only reason why we aren't uh, completely destroyed at this point. It feels like we are, but I think it could have been a lot worse. Had we not pushed uh, back from below, had we not had this uh, fight back from within the institutions and the government itself, and if we had not hopefully, possibly had some help from above at some point. But that's all just, I'll leave it up to you to, to divvy up what you think is responsible for this phenomenon of all this information coming out to the public right now, continuing to wake people up. Why is this happening if they're in full control? And I'm talking about these deep state types, these corrupt people that have their own clandestine agenda to overthrow nations and bring everybody into a centralized control system the global technocracy. If they are in full control, why is all this stuff coming out and leaking out everywhere and going viral and even now to the point where the media itself is forced to cover it? Is that an act of the bad guys, an act of the good guys, a game going on between and we're just seeing the after effects? I don't know. Is this the end, as the doors are saying? Um, we're all hoping it is. We're all working to try to make that a reality that this is the end of this tyranny and hopefully the beginning of the healing and the recovery of our economy, of our healthcare system, of our uh, legal system, of our government institutions, of everything. It's going to take a long time to clean it up, but I'm just happy to see more of this stuff coming out. So um, let me just kill this input here. I'm going to get another one on for you. We'll do a a little journey on my Twitter because I have some stuff I want to show you. Uh, let's just do the entire screen. So let me pull this up for you. I have a few things I want to run by you, get your opinion on. Feel free to drop stuff in the comments. So let's start at this stage of my, my Twitter here. I try to share good stuff. So this one's coming from Michael Seifert. And he's saying, lab leak. COVID vaccines, mask efficacy, Hunter's laptop, natural immunity, harm from lockdowns and school closures, the great reset. The conspiracy theorists are undefeated. <laughs> Ain't that the truth, Michael? Welcome to the matrix, my friend. And this is, I'm just saying, this is just the beginning. And I'm saying that not because I have some crystal ball. I'm just looking at it and saying, Think about how I'm, I'm, I'm using my own experience waking up to a lot of this information for this one, right? Is where I would say, when I first woke up to some of the first lies or the first events that made me question what I was being told, it was an experience of, wow, that I, I found out that they have lied to the public. And you can't help but ask, what else could they be lying about? Like, it's just a natural thing that you have. Um, 
And so that's where it leads you into asking more questions and asking more questions. And here I'm sitting 18 years later and a lot of the things that I was thinking about and the people I was listening to over a decade ago now are being fully vindicated for the entire public to see what is causing that phenomena to happen. If it's all hopeless and there's just, it's, we're totally screwed here. There's gotta be, that's evidence that however you want to chalk it up, that there is good things happening in the world as well. At least that's how I see it. So the fact that all these things are coming out and being shown to be true and more people are seeing it and experiencing it, because there's a big difference between hearing something, reading about it, speculating about it, and actually experiencing it directly. And so as more people are experiencing tyranny directly and experiencing what it's like living under this kind of global technocracy, we just got the crash course, right? They're rejecting it more and more. And then those people are going to research outside of the mainstream bubble and doing, you know, source research and having conversations, listening to podcasts like this and gathering more and more information. And that is the exponential process that has been unfolding for the last few years. And it's just growing more and more as, as we go. So that's why I say, yeah, this is the end. It's just a matter of time. And it's a matter of how much collateral damage is going to happen in between now and, and the end, right? Um, so yeah, I guess they won't show this tweet. I was just talking about these parents that are bringing their children to basically pornographic Cirque du Soleil acts that are being done in their local libraries. And they're bringing their young infants and young toddlers to witness this pornography, pornography, uh, live pornography session. And I just can't imagine that those kind of parents exist and what the hell is going on. Right. So some people are evolving and some people are definitely devolving. That's, that's for sure. But, uh, next up, let's get back on track. I want to do a shout out to the real Andy Lee. You can follow her on Twitter at real Andy Lee show. She did some really, really good digs here about uh, some of these things with Trudeau. And let me just point it out. She's saying on March 24th, 2020, Justin Trudeau stated the federal government had no immediate plans to use cell phone data to track citizens' movements during the pandemic. Yet two days later, a contract previously withheld from public disclosure was to do just that, was awarded to a company called Blue Dot. And here is the actual transcript she's got, right? Um, and she's just further digging what uh, Kim Dex was talking about. And she continues, he was obviously lying. The federal government began awarding the first pandemic contracts to Blue Dot, personally endorsed on multiple occasions by Justin Trudeau, on March 20th, ahead of his statement that mobility data on Canadians would not be collected. Do you remember that? I think I even put a clip of this in uh, chapter eight of Cult of the Medics, where it was just a global news report, I believe, or a CTV news report, where they were reporting on the fact that, yes, the government was indeed tracking Canadian cell phones and your movement without your knowledge or consent. They were just saying it, right? you know? And so here, this is where we're getting into the actual dollar amounts, the contracts, the companies. She continues, on March 23rd, 2020, Trudeau announced the government of Canada has signed a contract with Blue Dot to use its software to model and track the coronavirus disease spread in Canada. One day later, Trudeau stated he would not be tracking Canadians. Trudeau was very aware that our cell phone data was going to be collected and used by Blue Dot, so he lied. 
quote, this is from this Financial Post article, a Canadian startup backed by Hong Kong billionaire Li Ka-shing is using mobile phone data to assist governments in their response to the pandemic. So again, another door opens to China, okay? The details of the sole source contract were not made available to the public when the pandemic deal between the federal government and Blue Dot was signed. I wonder why not, she asks. Of course, Justin Trudeau has worked with billionaire Lee Cashing before. This is a quote from, I believe, the CBC News article. Trudeau also met with billionaire businessman Lee Cashing, chairman of, of C.K. Hutchison Holdings, to discuss investment opportunities at his cavernous office on the 70th floor of the Hong Kong Tower. Continuing on, on December 31st, 2019, so going a little bit further back, Air Canada was among the first in the world to be notified of an undiagnosed pneumonia in Wuhan. And so Andy's just asking, curious, if Air Canada knew there was an outbreak of a respiratory virus, which Blue Dot alerted them to, why weren't flights halted? And then given that the first ever contract granted by the uh, PHAC to Blue Dot was awarded a mere month before COVID-19 was recognized in Wuhan and only a month after rumors of a mystery illness plagued participants of the Wuhan World Military Games. So it raises questions of who knew what and when. So on and on it goes. Well done, Andy. There's a few other threads and I think she did that I'm going to be covering. But just go down the rabbit holes, check it all out. There's some interesting things going on with these contracts. Uh, I didn't even have anything prepared, but I also wanted to just bring up getting into that Acutus Pharmaceuticals contract uh, with Trudeau in, I believe that's Vancouver, British Columbia. He's got some major shares in these pharmaceutical companies. You saw him in the video that I made uh, making some bullshit statement behind a big AstraZeneca sign. All right. So we know who these guys are sponsored by. They're all sponsored by Pharma, Cult of Medics. Now, this is where this current scandal starts to take off. So Real Annie Lee does another great thread here. She's saying, wow, the Pierre Elliott Trudeau Foundation is going to return the donation allegedly made to the foundation by the Chinese Communist Party. Of course, after the fact, right? When they got caught and it becomes a big national and international scandal. Oh, we're going to return the money. Quote, this is from the actual foundation. In light of these recent allegations, the foundation has refunded to the donor all amounts received with respect to the donation pledge. And I'm sure they would have just done that of their own accord without having all this public scrutiny on them. Hmm. So I found that interesting. She was on fire the other day. She's saying here, guess what I found? Who was present at the donation signing when a million dollars was given by New Gensheng to the Pierre Elliott Trudeau Foundation? the man who wrote the report on foreign election interference and found that our election wasn't compromised, Morris Rosenberg. And there he is, right there. Mr. Morris Rosenberg, the president of the Pierre Elliott Foundation. So basically this was another case of, we did the investigation on ourselves and we found that we were innocent of all possible uh, scandals. So lots of questions there. Um, <laughs> brilliant meme. Here we go. So this is, this is what, this is where we're at in the game. If we're calling the game from the side, <laughs> the guy with conspiracy theorists just having living his best life, you know, <laughs> people watching conspiracy theories become truth. 
Oh, so good. So good. Uh, what's this? Oh, yeah, this is, uh, what's this? Having some Szechuan noodles here with uh, who? Who? Bunch of Chinese billionaires? What's going on, Trudeau? What's going on? Who are these people? How many dollar bills are they putting in your G-string, man? This is actually a fake account, okay? This is a fake account. It's a, uh, it's a, it's not a fake account. It's a parody account, okay? Justin Trudeau's ego. It's pretty funny. It's <laughs> just saying, it's nice to look back on fond memories and reminisce. Today, I'm remembering this dinner with Chinese billionaires in 2016, who subsequently donated $200,000 to the Trudeau administration or Trudeau Foundation. If anyone asks, I've never heard of these funds, and this was just a night out for dim sum. <laughs> oh yeah, let's do this one. Um, now this is from Bill Wood. This is an old school project Camelot interview. I have no idea the level of credibility. I haven't done all the background. I remember watching this interview when it first came out years ago and he just said some interesting things. So I don't know for sure, but I believe that this 21 second statement was absolutely correct. A level of secrecy and secret facilities and the capabilities of our nationally kept secrets um, would shatter most people's imagination of what is possible. The level of secrecy. You hear that? Beyond your wildest imagination. And I mean, I've seen this from my own research. I've There's many actual legit i know for sure legit insiders that have said this type of stuff and it really just makes you wonder you know how deep does the secrecy rabbit hole go behind all this i think there's an infrastructure set up on this planet that uh, most people would have no idea in the world about and if they did it would put a lot of people in the hospital to know just the level of things here okay so we're we're slowly as a species dipping our toe into the wonderful underworld that has existed that uh, we have not been aware of and now we are becoming aware of it so it's just step by step and it's all going to come out because you can't hide the truth forever um which, which this one okay so here we go epoch times canada this is where we're getting into the heart of it uh, some great decent articles i've posted these on my social media and go check it out on my twitter to read the whole article i just wanted to point it out to you they're just talking about how the head of canada's spy agency CSIS, is among the witnesses expected at a parliamentary committee studying allegations of foreign interference in elections today so they're doing this uh committee and of course everybody's thinking oh it's just another circus and it probably is but what's interesting is whether it ends up being a circus or not it's getting people's attention to even think about this as a possibility just cast your mind back a year ago two years ago talking to friends of yours if you're living in canada and trying to have conversations with them over barbecue or whatever and saying i'm pretty sure they're rigging our elections to keep these puppets in i think klaus schwab's penetrating our cabinets I mean, he said he is, so should we trust what he's saying? And people are like, that's just crazy conspiracy theories. Make sure you wear your mask and get your shots. And you're like, wait a minute. I wonder just how deep the corruption might go. And like, there's no corruption. That's a fairy tale. And and now you're like, you can talk to those people again and go, well, you know, did you know that CSIS is coming out and saying that they have knowledge that there was 
interference by China in the Canadian elections. And that means that Trudeau would have been briefed on it and he was aware of it. And yet here we are. And maybe that's why we're stuck with the guy. And how long has this been going on? And how many other countries in the world is this going on? I mean, like, come on, right? Here's Rex Murphy, Toronto Star. Or sorry, no, not Toronto Star. Rex Murphy wouldn't write for the Toronto Death Star. National Post. National Post is doing this now. Rex Murphy saying China's interference is an outrage. Trudeau dismissing it, an even greater outrage. And he goes through all the details, another, you know, decently written article about it, at least on the surface level, which is a good way to start. And I'm just asking, is there anything about Trudeau that isn't outrageous? <laughs> Pretty sure it's all outrageous, okay? Pretty sure it's all. Here from Canada Proud. They're quoting uh, Don Martin. This is a CTV News article, guys, okay? I've covered the CTV News uh, just obscenities many times on the show. And it's interesting that certain journalists, not the whole organ, but certain journalists are starting to cover more and more of this. Makes you wonder why. Either way, at least we can talk to more people about this, okay? Because that's how it works. When the media talks about it, now everybody has permission to talk about it. It's just the way it works. It's not the way we want it to work. You got to meet people where they're at, right? So this is a great opportunity to help bring in the rest of the missing pieces for people, right? But you start with this. I think it's funny that the CTV, CTV news itself is saying the Trudeau tipping point is within sight and more and more publications are coming out in Canada about this. So are they setting the stage for an exit by Trudeau? People were thinking maybe he would resign after the atrocious uh, inquiry hearings after, you know, a bunch of these things, but the, the scandals are, are, are just growing. The evidence is damning. Now it's coming out more and more by the day. Uh, the Trudeau can't step one foot outside of his limousine without having people throwing sand at him and telling him as a communist and tell him to go back to China and like, get out of our country. Like it, it, these people can't walk the streets anymore. So how long can this guy keep maintaining a government in a place like Canada? Now, are they just going to swap them out and bring in another puppet? Probably. But in these types of moments, my friends, don't go down the black pill rabbit hole so quickly. There's opportunities here for us to continue to penetrate the cabinets of people's minds with the truth and with the facts. So take this opportunity. All right. Um, Oh, this is from the Mises Caucus. This was just interesting. It's from the New York Post, a little bit older, but they're just bringing it up about EcoHealth Alliance. This is another thing that's coming into the news here. Uh, if you remember the interview I did years ago with Dr. David Martin, he was one of the first guys to put me on to researching EcoHealth Alliance and all that stuff. And lo and behold, that information is being vindicated right now. And they're saying the problem is EcoHealth Alliance isn't just a research firm looking for whatever funding they can find for the sake of all humanity. They seem to be a shell organization used by the CIA and Pentagon to funnel money secretly into banned weapons research. So there's more in this article. Again, go to my Twitter and just go through it. Go down the rabbit hole and do your own research on it. Let me know what you find. We are all working together to try to connect all these dots. Um, this tweet was deleted. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I was on a, a Twitter room the other night 
I'm trying to remember the name of the doctor that was hosting it. He's a, he's a doctor that's kind of in the middle of things. Like he's just kind of like, he's, he's waking up to the shot, the lies, the Fauci thing. Um, he's not all the way in, but I was happy to see a doctor like that cover it on a big space. I had like a thousand people in there and there were a lot of them were doctors. A lot of them were coming from the medical profession and they even had a couple doctors that aren't awake and we're still sort of advocating for, Oh, it was just some mistakes that were made and all la 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 la. And, um, they were talking about the lab leak and they were, they were still like reluctant to even admit that it was a lab leak. Like, Oh, it was an accidental leak from a lab. Um, and other people are in there, you know, trying to take them to the next stage, you know, that this wasn't leaked. Right. So this was a comment I made on that space. And I'm just saying, this where I'm saying it wasn't leaked from a lab. Whatever it was, was released intentionally. How do we know this? We'll just ask yourself this question. Why are the government and medics still promoting these jabs, even though we now have ample evidence that they are killing and maiming people? Why not stop it immediately? Just like they did in that 1970s swine flu epidemic clip that I showed you there in that video. After 12 people, they're like, roll it up, roll it up. Cause there it's obvious that it's going to kill more if it's killing 12 people. Right. So we got to shut it down. Here we are. Go look at VARES. What number are we at? And that's only the official underreported numbers. I'm bumping into people all the time that are telling me their nightmarish stories of the shit growing out of their head after their jabs, you know, like uh, what is it going to take to get them to backfire in them? But yet they're not Trudeau. Isn't nobody's coming out They're They're not rolling it back. They're pushing it more and more. So I'm just saying, think deeply on this. And I'm just saying this to dispel people's fantasy that there is still somehow uh, an innocent explanation to all this. Guys, let me be crystal clear. I'm going to come back for this. There is no innocent explanation at this stage. If you still think that, contact me. Listen to my shows. Start doing some digging. I guarantee you, if you get into this even a little bit and really go back from the beginning of the pandemic right up till now, start at event 201 and move up from there. Um, and you tell me with a straight face, after all the damning evidence that's coming out now, and the fact that nobody's really backpedaling, we got a few doctors here and there, a few people, but none of the big guys, none of the, none of the Klaus Schwab's puppets, they're not backpedaling. You can't come back with the conclusion that there's some innocent explanation. It was an accident, but it's three years in now. We've been vindicated, us conspiracy theorists. You might want to listen to what else we got to say. This is only the, we're trying to get everybody over this pandemic hump of trying to understand that they just got completely attacked psychologically and biologically. They also got looted blind during the lockdowns where it was the largest transfer of wealth in human history from us as our businesses got destroyed and shut down and our churches and everything got shut down and people arrested, they're still arresting these people. And then the already billionaire classes and the investing firms, BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, et cetera, that grew their wealth and their profit margins by a historic degree 
because everybody got funneled into their investments, which were Walmart, Target, Costco, etc. And they all got wheeled into their investments, which were Pfizer, Moderna, GlaxoSmithKline, Baxter, Acuitas, etc. On and on we could go. These people profited from it, not even getting into where Bill Gates is sitting right now and all these guys, right? So you got looted blind, you got shut down, you got pigeonholed into a one season solution that has turned out to be a devastating, devastating um, biological weapon. It's, I don't know what else to call it. It's behaving like that. And they're not turning it around. So it can't be innocent. It can't be. So then what is it? What's happening? Again, we're seeing little flickers. This pandemic is but a flicker. It's a surface effect of a deeper clandestine cold war that is going on on this planet right now and has been going on for a while. And we're just seeing it come out to the surface. All these things are related. They're not separate things. It's related to the same people, the same push, the same agenda. So that's why. Got to get out of this gutter of, oh, maybe there was... No, done, done. We're at war. These people are criminals. This is crimes against humanity. And we have to hold their feet to the fire. There's so much more we still need to see come out to the surface. So just make sure we stay on point here. Uh, this is from uh, here. Let me pull him up here. Follow this guy. He's, he's a younger guy. He's got a good Twitter account. His name's David Morgan. And he's saying, if we put everyone on a high dose of vitamin C, iodine, and turmeric, encourage regular exercise and a balanced diet, Instead of feeding everyone junk food and injecting them with mRNA poison shots, 90% of our health issues would go away. And I concur. And I would add to that the psychological uh, support, the fact that we live in a mental health crisis. We have a world of people suffering from anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts. Do you think that has an effect on your immune system and on your health? Of course it does. Is that a byproduct of a psychological warfare operation that's been going on for a long time? Yes. Is it also a byproduct of our innate fear of facing our shadow as individuals? Yes. Do the deep state know that? Yes. Do they know how to stoke those fires? Absolutely. So physical, mental, and spiritual health is the way through. So do what you can on those fronts and also help others, help those. You're going to have to become a shepherd now, guys. You're going to have to become a healer now, right? With one hand, you're fencing off the evil and the tyranny and the lies. And the other hand, you're patching people up that got, were victims of this war. But basically what he's hinting at there, and good job, David, we don't need the cult of the medics. We don't need them. You've been entrained and addicted to their solutions to think that you need them but clearly you don't because here i stand <laughs> i'm still alive and healthy i'm 41 years old and i'm feeling great because i don't go to those people i go to nature i go to people that really know what they're talking about real medicine people 
Um, so yeah, let's get everybody healthy. Let's try to repair them. And that's, that's another reason why I'm working really hard to reopen my dojo in my community. Cause that's one way that I can help repair and rebuild people on all those levels. So fingers crossed, let's hope it all happens. Things are looking good on that front. Um, okay. Here's Robert Malone, you know, getting more and more, more and more deeper down the rabbit hole when he's doing his tweets. And it's interesting. Uh, the lab leak he's saying killed millions of people. Most likely, this research was done by the U.S. government through EcoHealth Alliance with the CCP, WIV cooperating. Why is the USG, DTRA, NIH still funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology and EcoHealth Alliance? Why is the International Court of Justice at The Hague not investigating? We need justice. So here's a guy. He gets a lot of people looking at what he's talking about. And he's already trying, he's already moving that conversation towards what we're talking about. Um, whether you support Malone or not, it doesn't matter. People are in this mindset. Everybody's in this mindset right now. And I think uh, it's important that this conversation is being had. So I'm just talking here. I'm like, okay, let me add to this purposeful depopulation and or an act of war. What other, what other conclusion is there at this point? And I'm asking the audience here. Even skeptics, what what other conclusion? Can, if we can establish that these people know that their policies harmed and killed people, these people know that these jabs are killing and maiming people, including children and pregnant women. Women are missing their periods. Everything's getting all messed up, and we don't even know the beginning of the damage that's going to happen. Okay, uh, and they're still pushing it. So. What other conclusion could you come to other than that this is a legitimate, purposeful depopulation agenda or some kind of an act of war in a cold war that we're just seeing the surface effects of? What other conclusion is it? It's been three years and no government in the world is actively trying to stop this disaster. Most are still doubling down on these shots and policy changes. Why? It's more of a rhetorical question for you guys, I know. Oh, bye-bye, Rachel Gilmore. Uh, you will not be missed. Maybe you can get hired at Vox or something. I don't know. She's she's quitting. Or no, she's not quitting. She got laid off from Global News. <laughs> Too much negative press. All right. This is Bloomberg now. It's making it... Trudeau's getting all the way up to Bloomberg. What's with this cookies? Fine, get out of here. Fine, whatever. Um, oh, for crying out loud claim the offer. Am I even allowed to read the article? Can I read the article? No? Anyways, never mind. Screw you, Bloomberg. Canadians fear China swayed elections that put Trudeau in power. We don't fear it, Bloomberg. We kind of already know it. And we're just hoping that more people can understand how far down the line we are here. Okay. This was a good one from this guy. I forget his name. He's one of the MPs. And he's on the House floor. Let's just hear what he's got to say. How many PRC diplomats have been expelled from Canada in 2019? None that I'm aware of. In 2020? None that I'm aware of. In 2021? None that I'm aware of. In 2022? None that I'm aware of. Zero. Zero, 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 zero. It uh, this is clearly a government that doesn't take foreign interference by Beijing seriously. So, yeah, he's just asking the question. Uh, have we had anybody expelled? Have we gotten rid of any of these spies? 
um, or infiltrators? Have we done anything about it in the past years? Nope, we haven't done anything about it. Oh, okay. So how can you believe Trudeau when he's out there? Well, I take it very seriously that our democracy stays safe because of this election interference that <laughs> just so happened to keep me in power. Hmm? Another one, National Post. Trudeau was regularly briefed on foreign interference in elections. National Security Advisor says, ooh, it sucks when your own intelligence agency turns against you. Hey, Justin, this is from the National Post. National Post. National Security Advisor Jody Thomas confirmed Wednesday Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has been briefed regularly about foreign interference in Canadian elections, which has been a persistent and growing threat coming largely from China. Thomas was called to testify at a parliamentary committee looking into recent media reports that the Chinese government interfered through misinformation and potentially illegal donations with the aim of securing a liberal minority government. Guys, I got to say, look, what's this? Illegal donations. Illegal donations. Oh, it's, yeah, illegal donate. Get all these ads out of the way, for Christ's sake. Illegal donations. How many people had their bank accounts frozen for donating to the truckers? But they get to don they get to accept donations from the Communist Chinese Party. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Talk about a tyrannical government. One law for thee, but not for me, of course. Thomas said the problem of foreign interference comes from many countries, but China is currently the most aggressive player. We cannot paint an overly optimistic picture. Things change, tools and methods change. Our adversaries adapt quickly and find innovative ways to interfere in our affairs. So we must continue to learn, she said. Guys, we can't just sit here learning. We already know it. How about we do a, a flush of our government, flush the toilet, get rid of all the, uh, all the spies and the paid off people. Get rid of all the puppets. Uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here, this, is a, this is a nice one. Mark Thomas. He's talking to the RCMP. Do you need every Canadian to come into one of your stations and file a criminal complaint against Justin Trudeau? Because uh, we can do that. And I was just suggesting, because there's no action coming from the very corrupt KGB, I mean RCMP. Um, I say, hey, let's just do this, Canada. All over the country, every single day. Overload those offices with criminal complaints. I don't know. What are we going to do? We got to do something, right? <laughs> uh, let's hear Trudeau's retarded answer. I don't know. I don't think I put this clip in the video. This is just another one where he's being asked by the media about this whole election interference thing. Just for clarity, Prime Minister, were you briefed on Hondong specifically? Hondong! Uh, do you believe that you should have it? Canadians can know uh, that uh, as a prime minister and as a government, we regularly get top secret briefings mm. on how we can best protect Canadians, including uh, Canadians from various diaspora communities who serve uh, as. Well, he likes to pull out some big words to sound like he knows what he's talking about. What do you say? He's, he's admitting they regularly get intelligence briefings. So when you have the intelligence heads coming out and saying, yeah, we knew about it and we did brief them and look, nothing has been done. Um, how can we have any confidence in your government whatsoever? Parliamentarians, uh, how we make sure that they are able to do their
their job of representing their communities without being subject to uh, interference from uh, foreign countries. That's something we will continue to do. There's nothing worse than Trudeau's little fake smile after he makes a comment. It's just, it's the most punchable face that exists. Next question. Uh, hi, uh, Prime, Prime Minister Jeff Keel from CTV. Oh, they're just asking some other bullshit. Anyways, uh, basically, I took that as, hey, hey PM, uh, were you briefed on the infiltration of your government by Chinese spies? I will continue to protect Canadians. <laughs> he never answers questions. He never answers questions. Because obviously, if he answered a question, he would expose himself. This is Edward Dowd. He's the former BlackRock dude, I think. Uh, I got to get him on the show. I got some questions for him. Anyways, he's saying the inability to accept the reality of a host of topics. So he's also pointing out the fact that there are a host of topics, a host of scams that are all coming out to the public. Okay, so let me do it again. The inability to accept the reality of a host of topics, mostly health and economic, will crush the mental health of many. Asymmetric information gap has never been greater. By the time you read about it in the paper or see it on TV, it's too late. So he's just commenting on something I think is brilliant to point out, that most people out there are completely behind the curve on the unfolding of these events. That's why when you're talking to your normie friends about this stuff, they're still like, what? I didn't know what? Because they can't keep up. If they're still focusing on, oh, just don't worry about it. Don't want to hear about it. Everything's okay, whatever. If they're still in that headspace and you're trying to talk to them about some of the more advanced things going on, like this election interference and how it ties into the election interference in the United States, which ties into what's been going on in Ukraine, which ties into what's going on with the pandemic, ties into what's going on in the economy, which ties into the whole thing. And you just try to, people are like, what the hell? And he's saying it's because... We're in an asymmetric information war and there's a massive gap. It's never been greater between the knowledge that can be known and the knowledge that people are of their own will going to look up and integrate. There's a major gap, which is ending up being that still a lot of people are catching up. So that just makes me say, all right, I really have to do a good job of always going back to white belt when I talk about this. Um, you, you got to have information, you know, for people that are already informed, but you're just preaching to the choir. Uh, for those that are, that are willing to learn and they want to hear you out and they're just waking up, you know, start from the beginning and go slow and keep it simple and show them how to go and look into this and catch up to the curve of information that is being put out to the public. And I think that's another reason that this information has to come out slowly in the whole drip, trip, flood fashion is because it's literally because the vast majority of people will simply, A, not be able to handle it psychologically, which he's pointing out, and B, are incapable of keeping up. If it's just to get, it's like getting a fire hose pushed into your face. Like you can't, it's just impossible. So this is a challenge, but it's a challenge that we have to overcome, especially in the alternative free media. Well, here, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. What are you saying, Tedros? How's monkeypox these days? What's going on? Oh, wait a sec. I got to share the screen. Holy crap. What the hell is my problem? Let's try that again. <clears throat> I'll start over. Hey, Tedros, uh, how's things going these days? Uh, what's going on with the monkeypox and what's happening? What, what's going on? 
I have written to and spoken with high-level Chinese leaders on multiple occasions, as recent as just a few weeks ago. Until then, all hypotheses on the origins of this, the virus remain on the table. At the same time, the continued politicization of the origins research has turned what should be a purely scientific process into a geopolitical football, which only makes the task of identifying the origins more difficult. And that makes the world less safe. So the guy that literally politicized the entire pandemic is scolding us about politicizing this recent discussion about labs in China and the whole lab leak thing, which I remember getting banned from Facebook a few times, even speculating on. Um, isn't that politicization when you shut down and censor people that are actually now being vindicated right in front of our eyes? And we know it goes even deeper than lab leaks. Like we're just trying to get people to lab leaks and then we got to move to the next phase and then the next phase and finally get to, holy shit, this sophisticated biological warfare has been going on for a long time. It might be the origin of many of the diseases that we're fighting. And this might be way bigger than people can imagine. Um, let alone, you know, some of the higher level stuff like the alchemically modified man project. But anyways, I digress. Um, He's talking here about, you know, well, you know, all the theories are on the table about the lab and everything, but, you know, we don't want to politicize it or anything. It's not politicized. It's just to give us the truth. We want to know the truth. Stop lying. Stop lying. Here, what's Peter McCullough saying these days? Let's check it out. Take it away, Doc. So, Dr. McCullough, some people say, well, kids drop that all the time of, of heart issues. I mean, you've been in this field for decades. You're a cardiologist. Is that true? It's not true. We have data by Avolio and colleagues from Finland. Before the COVID-19 vaccines, there were four cases per myocard for myocarditis per million. It can happen with a parvovirus or another uh, virus. Four per million. The current estimates are now from a, a prospective cohort study from Bangkok, Chi Thailand, 25,000 cases what? per million, 25,000 oh cases per million. Yes, Charlie, it's through the roof. Myocarditis at this point in time is due to the COVID-19 vaccines until proven otherwise. So, Dr. McCullough. Yeah, I think that's a very rational hypothesis, wouldn't you say? I mean, did you ever live in a time where there was this many children and young people and athletes in their prime having heart problems? I never, that's, what changed? What changed? And this is just me taking a shot off the bow of these uh, this cabal. Dear villainous criminals and traitorous genocidal maniacs who are responsible for the current mess of this world, it's getting closer now. Can you feel it? Tick-tock, Mr. Wick. Tick-tock. Justice is coming. Can you hear the sound of justice? This is an interesting clip. I don't know what to make of it. It's a few seconds. I can't remember. Oh, this is Dr. Ryan Cole's work. He's another chap I'd love to bring on the show. This woman's just sort of summarizing what he's found. I would like to bring him on. That would be a good, good guest to bring on because I'd like to find out what he's finding and other doctors are finding regarding the explosion of stage four cancers after 2021. Cole, 
out of Idaho. Check him out. He's always in trouble with the big machine. They are always trying to discredit him. His most recent antics, he's been working with some doctors out of Germany, and they've been looking at the unusual cancers that are exploding right into stage four. And they're finding in very unusually young ages, as well as those who have been in remission for 10, 15 plus years because the immune system is being degraded. And can you imagine as they put these cancer cells underneath the microscope what they're finding? Right in the middle of those cells, they're finding the spike protein. Dr. Cole, out of Idaho, check it. So yeah, I think we're talking biological warfare here, and I think they're just seeing the evidence of it. Um, so because cancer is basically the body attacking itself. So the question is, what pulled the trigger on these recent explosions in these aggressive cancers? Some of these cancers they've never seen before. Uh, Terry, I is saying the biggest cover up in Canadian political history is now underway in Ottawa. Yep. In terms of Canadian history, that's true. Um, and I bet you they're just pulling the layers. If you keep pulling the curtain back, man, we're going to find out an absolute cesspool of corruption and, uh, cover-ups. Interesting. The real fly, interesting little speculation here. It's almost as if they're disappointed that COVID didn't kill more people and want a mass event through war now. Cause what else would explain the anti-war left? promoting world war three like what what the hell is happening there you go globe and mail it's just crazy for me to see this as a canadian i've never seen the mainstream media covering this kind of stuff so someone's trying to get trudeau out of there CSIS is investigating who leaked the information on china meddling spy agency head suggests whistleblowers were frustrated by ottawa's handling of interference Commons Committee calls on government to launch inquiry into foreign intrusion. I wonder what's going to come out of this, guys. Norman Spector's just commenting, the hunt for the globe's deep throat is on. Trudeau must now decide whether to allow a public inquiry where he doesn't get to name a former liberal political aide or head of the Trudeau Foundation to conduct it, like what they did with the trucker inquiry. Are we getting closer? I don't know. Oh, yeah, this is just a quick uh, coverage. Rebel News is doing it. I've just been briefly following this story on this pastor who was arrested. I, You know what's crazy? I saw the footage of the cop going to his house to arrest him after the fact. He was protesting the transgender people at the library. And um, I thought that was in the U.S., but it turns out, no, it was in Canada. So here's the quick coverage of that story as it's unfolding. Derek isn't somebody who stands by when he sees something that he thinks is wrong. He's been protesting all ages drag shows and was recently forcibly removed by participants at a Calgary City Library at a Drag Queen Story Hour event. And then police showed up at his home and charged him. And if the mayor, Joy T. Gondek, gets her way, also will be issued a fine under Calgary's unconstitutional anti-harassment bylaw. To come against this uh, perversion in our city, this is sweeping the globe, that we're tired of it. We're tired of this grooming, pervert story time hours and uh, reading to kill kids and children. Like why the obsession with indoctrinating the kids and reaching them with their uh, perverted agenda. So... We plan to come to uh, Seton Library along with other protests that we uh, discussed and planned. We want to uh, expose the evil and the darkness. Uh, where things are out there, kids, there are two warrants to arrest. Um, I 
right now, so okay. that's up to you if you want to turn yourself in. You want to turn yourself in to the police for protesting against grooming programs for children? Is that the standard of the police services right now? Hmm. Hmm. Not a good look, guys. Not a good look. What else we got? Oh, yeah. There's my amazing. I love this cover photo that I did. Isn't it grand? I think it's perfect. The election will balance itself. <laughs> will it now? Will it now? Oh, and this was trending today. Crimes Against Humanity is trending. Crimes Against Humanity, indeed. Uh, what else? That's it there. So, yeah, let me come back for you here. I'm going to go through some comments. Let me check on my comments. Uh, what the duh. Yeah. Right to jail. <laughs> right to jail. Make hanging great again. Oh, what? Social comments displayed here. Click them to showcase this. Oh, we don't want to do that. Hide? Yeah, hide. Okay, we're not going to do that. Um, okay, well, let's just think about this for a minute. A few different angles. There could be a legitimate push, I think, from even members of the Liberal Party and the Conservatives and others and even uh, the intelligence communities and whatnot to get Trudeau out. There could be a reason that they want to push him out. I, I guess I just got this feeling like they're going to get rid of him. I fe I'm feeling it like any day now we're going to hear about a resignation. We're going to hear something. Maybe they'll... Maybe they'll hire him in the UN. He'll sit in the UN parliament or something. I don't know. Uh, just like you, I want I want justice. These people shouldn't be walking the street right now. There should be everything should be stopped and paused. Everything, everything, just halt. Forensic investigation on numerous fronts. Let's do it. That's what a that's what a sane world would do. But we'll see. We'll see. We're still at a certain stage of this awakening process. We're not quite there yet. But we are seeing little glimmers. So are they trying to get rid of them because they're bringing in somebody else? Because they just know. How can you not know that the optics on Trudeau right now are, you couldn't get worse optics. He goes to Britain, he's getting screamed at. He goes to India, he's getting screamed at. He goes to Davos, he's getting screamed at by Swiss, Swiss people. He's getting screamed at in Canada. He's getting screamed at in any province that he goes to. He's getting screamed at on the internet. He's having his own media start to turn against him here. Papa Schwab ain't happy. Got to switch up the front line. You saw him. He's getting rid of Jacinda. She was another one. Just reputation beyond repair. They had to get rid of Boris Johnson. Reputation beyond repair. Look who's replacing these people. Worse. But if you're going to go, look, they're just putting more puppets in, Dave. Yes. I know. I know. I want to get to the end faster also. But is a positive thing that could you could look at it here, just to put a little silver lining, is that when they replace Trudeau, they're going to replace him with someone worse. Who do they have? Christia Freeland? <laughs> I would I would love for them to try to run Christia Freeland. I would love to see that happen, just because <laughs> who the hell is going to be voting for her? She won't last long. Uh, who else? Who do they have 
on the Liberal Party right now that they can put in? I think they got nobody. It's the same with the Democrats in the U.S. Who are they going to put? Crazy Nancy? I mean, I, I bet you... I bet you they're going to pull Michelle Big Mike out of the out of the works. You can pull Michelle Obama out for 2024. Someone like that, maybe Oprah. They need someone that can even have a hope or a chance in the 2024 election in the U.S. Because notice the last four years has been about trying to flush out that election fraud in there, right? Carrie Lake, the whole deal. There's lots of movement on that front, um, and I think countries around the world are starting to peer into their election process and realizing it's all smoke and mirrors. Which again, conspiracy theorists predicted decades ago. They're all puppets on all sides. But it's good for humanity to go through this, to see it. So if they put a worse candidate in, that's just going to make them look even worse. The other strategy might be someone like a conservative leader that they could put in that might have a more appeal and might look like an opposition. That's always the game. They want to try to put someone that looks like an opposition in, in to replace their little tyrants. But something inside me as I'm watching this, and this is, I have no evidence. I'm just speculating. Okay. Please don't email me in all caps. Um, something in me is saying there's something not normal about this. The old rules don't apply. New factors are in play. Damage is irreversible. Everybody's kind of onto it slowly more and more. The Pierre Polyev mirage is fading as people start to see. Um, and hey, even the people that are still voting for him, I totally get it. You're just desperate to get rid of Trudeau. I get it. But I, I just feel like we got to pick up our game and understand how these people play. Um, and even if someone like Pierre was of his good heart trying to do the best that he could, is he able to withstand all the pressure behind the curtain? To, that's the question, right? So I'll leave that alone. But I'm just thinking there's a few scenarios. So either they, they can't find a liberal to replace him. They might try to put a conservative that looks like he's in opposition, but really is totally cool at the UN SDGs and the whole World Economic Forum thing, even though they're going to deny it publicly. I have a lot of trust issues with any politician. I don't know about you. So there's that. But I'm just wondering what their strategy is going to be, because the strategy of keeping Trudeau in power right now is just the worst strategy they could possibly have. If Trudeau survives this, their end will come even faster. Okay. That's how I see it. He, it's, irre, he's, it's irredeemable. He's irredeemable. Everybody's picking on Trudeau. Everybody. Even liberals, I know. So that, that's, not a, that's not a functional plan to maintain power. So whoever put Trudeau in must be sitting around the round table going, guys, we need to switch it up. Who do we got? And the answer is, you got no one. You got no one. Who are you going to run? Who are you going to replace him with? I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, what other aspect was I going to talk about? Oh, I really want to do more of a dive on... Oh, this is what it is. This is what it is. Sorry, guys. My mind is running. My good friend Sean shared this with me. Uh, I won't pull it up on screen, but he was just referencing an article. This was the storyline that helped him start a snap out of it, he said. Like, this is what he kept going back to as, like, couldn't make sense. Remember the Winnipeg Biolab thing? 
And then there was this uh, scientist, this brilliant scientist, this is McLean's magazine, a brilliant scientist was mysteriously fired from a Winnipeg virus lab and nobody knows why. She was escorted away by the RCMP more than two years ago. Remember two years ago, 2020, she was brought out, right? Sparking international controversy. What really happened to Xiangu Ku? Ku would seem an unlikely character in a tale of international intrigue. Oh, they're admitting there's such a thing as international intrigue? What's another word for intrigue? What's another word for intrigue? I'm trying to think. Oh, oh conspiracy. <laughs> Anyways. Um, a mild-mannered scientist who won accolades for her work fighting the deadly Ebola virus inside Canada's most secure laboratory. Her career was cut short in July 2019 when she and her husband were escorted out of her Winnipeg lab by the RCMP. Since then, she's become a central figure in a major political battle in Ottawa and the star of international conspiracy theories. They still call them theories, eh? It's kind of cute. Um, she has been accused of selling state secrets, contributing to a clandestine Chinese bioweapons program, and even helping to create COVID-19. Her story is still shrouded in mystery, but former colleagues have told McLean's her case has more to do with tensions and warring priorities inside the lab than with anything more nefarious. Well, of course. Blah, blah, blah. They go through it. But that was an interesting case, so I want to revisit that. The Winnipeg lab, some of the weird things going on, because there was a bunch of stuff going on with that. I got to refresh my memory on it. And also these connections that Trudeau has to some of these pharmaceutical companies and these labs. So there's a lot of dots we still got to connect. And uh, primary in source material on this is very hard to find. You do get a lot of speculation, but we can't really just operate off speculation, can we? But again, where there's smoke, there's fire. We're just pointing out the smoke. There's there's weird things happening. They have been going on for a while. It's all connected. We're just trying to put those finishing touches on this. So where does it go from here? Well, all I can tell you guys is regardless of what your theory is on all this stuff, let's keep investigating. Let's keep telling people. Let's keep talking about it. Let's keep making videos and shows and publications and memes. Keep the meme warfare going. It's effective. Um, let's keep making uh, a wave, the waves that we can to keep this momentum going. Because that's how I feel like that's what it is, is it's momentum. As these types of stories leak out, momentum happens where it gives opportunities to have these conversations with people. More people come to the fight, more people see what's going on, more heads involved, and it just keeps growing exponentially. And we're no longer a small fringe minority, which I don't think we are anyways, but we're moving more into a majority status. Um, but even if that's not the way to go, I mean, maybe that's not the way to go is to wait for the majority. That might never happen. So we have to think the other way, which is significant movements that are effective, significant actions that are effective, nonviolent actions. We're not advocating for that. I have to say that. Um, but effective actions that can continue to expose the truth and can continue to move the wheels of justice here on the national and international level. And guys, when I'm in these different Twitter spaces, I like scoping them out just to see what's what people are talking about. And I'm you know, just trying to stay in the conversations and read all the threads and all that. I feel like everybody's kind of having the same conversation right now. And that means 
we're very close to something giving real soon, I think, on a lot of this. That's just my gut feeling. Something big is about to drop. It has to. We got the spy balloons floating right in. We got UFO stories. We got all this craziness. There's so many things. I can't even keep it all in my head at once. That's how many things are happening. But the fact that those things are happening is showing that there's a battle going on, that these people are desperate. These people are panicking. The media is changing its tune because it can't post anything without getting swarmed by people that are angry at the media. There's active protests in front of CBC news outlets all over Canada where they're posting stories. A friend of mine just sent me some more that was in a local town uh, where people are posting stories of dead loved ones to the vaccines, dead or injured people. And they're posting these all over the windows of these media organizations. So those guys got to be sweating, realizing that they are no longer talking to the majority anymore. It used to feel good and cozy when they thought they had the majority, the public mind wrapped around their finger. But the fact that that is unraveling and people are not tuning into their media, their ratings are going through the floor, their reputations are in the gutter. Nobody trusts them. They're hounded on every video and every post that they make to the point where they got to come out and go, there's all this hatred towards journalists and we're just trying to be journalists. Leave us alone, bullies. And people are like, no, fuck you. <laughs> they don't care about your feelings, guys. You're criminals. You lied. Or you're incompetent or both. It doesn't matter. We're here in the same boat right now. And the media is the first one on the chopping block in Nuremberg too, in my opinion. And then we'll get to the big players. But so much of this is unraveling right in front of our eyes. They keep trying to swing back to the climate change thing and then another, it just gets smashed. They keep trying to switch back to another distract, gets smashed. They try to do a big song and dance at the Grammys, gets smashed. Ratings to the floor. People, I'm never watching the Grammys again. They try to promote all this equality and all this crap while showing pornographic circus acts to your children and people are like, enough. Parents are taking over school boards. Parents are going into these city council meetings and just laying people to waste. They're pissed. And that drumbeat is getting louder of all the people that were in cognitive dissonance that all went along with the jabs and the whole thing. And they are suffering side effects, my friends. And if it's not them, it's someone they know and they're feeling the pressure. And when the full weight of the information that is now coming out right now that anybody can look into for themselves, hits those people. They're going to wish it was trucker convoys. They're going to wish they were just dealing with some truckers, okay? They're going to wish. The level of restraint that those truckers and many protests showed, even the January 6th and all that, that's coming out right now too. The footage is being released to show what a scam that whole media circus around that event was in America. Because it's all the same team doing the same thing. These are criminals and they're being exposed. And so when the normie, average, blue collar, hardworking people that just wanted to be left alone start to realize what's just happened, holy crap. I think, I don't know what that's, what's that world going to look like. All I'm going to tell you is that these people will not be able to walk the street. And that's not a threat. That's not me threatening anybody, okay? People watching the show, 
I'm just talking about one plus one equals two, all right? And it's only the beginning. So we just got to keep keeping people calm, keep people inspired, give people realistic hope. I'm not asking you to give people hopium. That's another, I don't like that either. But there's a requirement level of hope inside an individual in order to engage in the fight. If there's zero hope, there's no fight. If you go to a fight with no hope, you are already dead. Sorry to break it to you. So you need appropriate amounts of, and I don't have like all the smoking gun evidence on the hope all the time, but I have indications and hints and things that you can look at to go, yeah, why is that happening if these guys are just taken over? Why, why is that happening? Must be something. We're being effective to some degree. Better than nothing. And let's just keep working at it every day. Don't quit. Don't stop. Don't surrender. Never turn your back. Keep going. The truth will win. We're just there to encourage it. We're just there to help massage it back in, to counter the propaganda, to counter the brainwashing, to counter the fear that is flying around from both the alternative space and the mainstream space. Remember, these people at the top rely on your fear mechanism. They rely on you being afraid. They rely on you being in a place of despair. They want you to see it as hopeless. They want you to see them as bigger and more powerful than they truly are. So don't give them that satisfaction. Appropriate concern about danger is one thing. But living in fear and projecting that fear onto other people you're trying to wake up is quite another, right? So when you're talking to people, talk to them like, Welcome. Just so you know, while you were sleeping, we've been collecting all the documents. We've been collecting all the data. We've been building movements of resistance in every front, on every front of this war to preserve freedom and to preserve sanity and reason and real science and real health and a real future for our children. Um, we have been preparing the way already. So now that you're joining that movement, welcome where do you fit in? Like, let's keep it going. Not welcome to hell. I hope you survive your first day. Like, <laughs> let's be a little more gracious, shall we? Let's be a little more, uh, let's give people some, something to, to really want to come over to. Cause think about it. These normies that are waking up, they're, they're pissed off already at the mainstream. They just maybe weren't, they were afraid to come out publicly about it. And then they're trying to come over to these freedom resistance movements. And they're seeing that we're just chopping each other to bits and shitting on each other. And everybody's a shill and just, blah, you're all wrong. And everything is like, it's just another circus. So we got to clean it up on our side to make way for this, I think, tsunami of people that are about to come over to the freedom side. Could we clean the place up a little bit? Maybe that would be good. Get it in order. Right attitude. And uh, give people purpose, give people, let's start talking as well about the world we want, not about the world we don't want. We've done that. We do that. There's a certain time we got to say, yeah, I don't want Klaus Schwab's world. I don't want Bill Gates's world. I don't want the world made by the technocratic elite. I don't want that world. I don't want to be eating insect paste in my 200 square foot pod monitored by biodigital surveillance 24 seven. I don't want that world. We know that. Well, what world do I want? Let's go there now. What world do you want? I see a world 
of green pastures under the meadow of the endless heavens. That's what I see. I see independence. I see the spirit of independence coming back. Independence on an individual level and independence on a national level, a community level. I see. I want to see the spirit of entrepreneurs and pioneers and people that create things and get up every day and apply their skills and their mind and their will and their passion for life to the things that they're working on. I want to see that world. I want to see a world of people that want to be healers and teachers, people that want to rescue the minds of our children, people that want to empower people. I want strong people. That's the world I want to see. I want to see a world based on freedom, based on the freedom to think, the freedom to speak, the freedom to uh, act and to move freely, to associate with the things you want and to disassociate from the things that you don't want. I want to see that world. I want to see a world of justice where evil, criminal, tyrant scums get held accountable. That it's not the good that die young and the evil minions live forever, but that that's switched around the other way. That's the world I want to see. I want to see a world where we want to make the best of everything, not the worst, not settle for the worst. I want to see a world that is worth living and operating in. I don't want to see a global Stanford prisons experiment. I don't want to see a, you know, a global ash experiment going on. I don't want to see that. So we're going to counter it by talking to people, not just about what they've been missing while they've been asleep, to fill them in and catch them up, treat them like coma patients that just woke up in the middle of the zombie apocalypse out of a coma. Like, what was that, uh, 28 Days Later, that movie? <laughs> the guy wakes up out of a coma and it's the global zombie apocalypse. Let's treat the people that are just waking up like that guy. Just go, yeah, it's global zombie apocalypse. Uh, welcome. But we're working hard on getting rid of all the zombies and cleaning it up and building a world worth living in. <laughs> that's a, a much more effective way, I think. So uh, that's what I got to share with you today, guys. I hope you found it uh, beneficial and maybe possibly somewhat entertaining. I don't know. Um, I'm going to post that little video. I think it was well done. So you guys can share it out if you want. I'll post it on all my channels. Um, I want to thank everybody for coming in. I, I don't know if you guys left anything or whatever, but thanks for all your comments and your questions and your uh, everything supporting the show. Uh, let's just keep putting our heads together here. I'm going to be covering a lot more as we go. Um, I've been doing some really big shows over on Earth Chronicles uh, with Josh Reed. We've been really hitting it out of the park. Our show is over there is really starting to go viral. Um, just had our show go over a hundred thousand views on one episode in inside a week, which in on one platform, that's the biggest amount of hits I've ever gotten. So thanks to everybody that helped share those shows out. We did some real interesting sort of speculation on things in those. Um, we're doing a deep dive round table on the biological weapons theories, the different theories about the biological weapons that this goes way beyond just some lab leaks and some gain of function. Uh, we're getting Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Tal Braun, Ryan, Adam Riva, Josh, and myself. We're going to be doing a roundtable on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. That's going to be on Badlands on Rumble, so go look it up there. I always post the link on my channels. So make sure you follow me on Telegram, Twitter, whatever. Um, so follow that. That's going to be an interesting discussion. 
on this show, I want to try to get start. I got to get back to scheduling some guests. I've been kind of lazy on that. Uh, so I'll bring some more good guests on here. Uh, Unslaved's been rocking. We just released a, a really good interview with a gentleman that is talking to people about the role of nature in health and the things that you can do. He's, he's really into independent farming, getting off grid and, and all that kind of stuff. And even if you don't want to go to that point, that's fine. But his knowledge and his ability to understand the natural processes of health uh, is just amazing. So we did a good show with him on Unslaved. You can get it on slave.com. Um, what else was I going to announce? Oh, I'm uh, really kind of getting back into the martial art world again. I've kind of been putting that on the shelf over the past few years to focus on this battle that's in front of me now. But uh, it's been a part of me that's been missing. It's been, a piece of me has been missing. I think part of myself was extremely angry for a long time about the way that our studio got shut down and everything that happened. And it almost made me get into a mindset that I wanted to retire from martial arts. Like I just didn't want to do it anymore. But I started realizing like that's just my sort of depression speaking about it, my, my anger, my, my, and I can't, I can't. I have a duty to bring that knowledge forward and keep doing it. I have a duty to myself. And I want to get back into it. So we're really working hard on trying to reopen our school. So hopefully that can happen soon. So I've been back training, back on a regular workout routine. Um, I started, a, I was able to finally set up an Instagram channel. Um, mostly just so that I could follow, again, some of the coaches and the brilliant martial artists and whatnot online that you can see. It's a, it's a cool thing in that regard. Yes, I know they surveil you. Yes, I know all the things. But I do have a channel and I'm going to keep that channel dedicated 100% to just martial arts stuff and personal development stuff. We're not going to get into politics. We're not going to get into conspiracy. I'll save that for my Twitter and my Telegram um, and this show. But if those, if those of you out there are interested in the martial arts stuff, I'm going to be doing more. Um, my next few premiums, I just released another Truth Warrior premium. It was one of the recent presentations that I gave on the Cult of the Medics. Uh, it's, it's very visual. I integrate a lot of video footage in the presentation, so you can check it out on my site, dwtruthwarrior.com. And I'm going to be doing more on the sort of way of the warrior, bringing all that stuff out again, the philosophy of the warrior, the mindset of a warrior, uh, talking about health, talking about personal development, building the self, actualizing the self, etc. So I really want to start getting back into that because I've missed it. Uh, so yeah, look forward to more of that kind of content coming your way as well. And, um, yeah, if you want to check out my Instagram, it's D W T warrior, D W T warrior. That's my, my Instagram. If you want to get into it, not a lot of content there right now. It's mostly for me to just follow those guys, but I'll put some good stuff for you if you're interested. Um, so yeah, that's that guys. I'm going to wrap it up. I got some stuff I got to get to, but what do you think? Is this the end for Trudeau? Are we starting to see the end of this game? Are we going to see more truth come to light? I think we are. I think it's moving in that direction. So let's help it, shall we? Because we want the truth to win. And all we got to do is fan those flames. So keep it going. Stay strong. Stay healthy. Stay free. And guys, thank you so much once again. And I'll catch you next time here on Truth Warrior. Cheers, everybody.